it's Brandi Taylor. Welcome to the Business Beauty Network Podcast, where business meets beauty. It's not just lipstick, it's business. We will share thought-provoking conversations with business and beauty professionals. Our goal is to empower, motivate, and inspire you to take your business to the next level. Hey, welcome to the podcast. It's Brandi Taylor, your host. I am super excited for our guest today, Brittany Powell. Brittany wears many hats as a mother, a partner, an educator, and a mentor. But not only that, she's a queen. Brittany is the founder and curator of My Queen Circle. Her purpose is helping women realize their true worth and potential in life, both personally and professionally. Through My Queen Circle, she produces events and a social support group. Hi, welcome to the podcast. Our guest today is Miss Brittany Powell. She is the founder and curator of My Queen Circle, and I love her purpose. Her purpose is helping women realize their true worth and potential in life, both personally and professionally. Welcome, Brittany. So, Brittany, tell us something about you that most people wouldn't know. Hmm. (laughs) I am pretty transparent, but um, a lot of people don't know that my number one passion is designing women's dress wear. Um, I started back in 2011, officially. Um, I actually started probably back in 2008, just kind of like a trial and error teaching myself. And I was in college and I was like, you know, okay, I have extra money. I'm just try it, shoot for it. And once I graduated, I decided to actually go for it. Um, I had participated in a number of runway events. And then I kind of took a pause and very few people know that about me. Like, they're like, oh, you design? I was like, yeah. yeah. I know you told me when we spoke before over coffee, but I didn't know either. So that's awesome. So you actually, you're self-taught designer, right? You taught yes, yourself how to design. Wow. Yes. I, I couldn't imagine. I mean, I can't sew a stitch, <laughs> like a button, okay? So I... <laughs> I could not imagine, but that is an awesome talent. So what do you like to do in your spare time? I love to journal. I love to plan events. Um, And I just love to laugh. So if I always have my phone or my tablet in my hand, I'm probably watching some type of videos. Uh, (laughs) My family used to fuss at me uh, years ago. They're like, you always have your phone in your hand. Um, but little did they realize at that time I was going through um, a state of depression and that really helped put me out of it. So I kind of keep that going um, in my downtime. That's like one of the best things <laughs> for well, me to I mean, do. That's awesome. If that's your therapy and yeah. that helps. Yeah, laughter is great. and You should laugh and smile often. And so that's awesome Definitely. that you use that as therapy to help you during that time. Yeah. So tell me about My Queen Circle. Like, how did you get started with My Queen Circle? My Queen Circle is a branch off of a concept that I developed back back in college. Um, back in, like, 2010, 2011, I wanted to host a brunch on campus. Um, I noticed that there were a lot of young ladies. I was meeting a lot of different people, um, 
different ethnicities, nationalities. It was great, different talents. And I wanted to bring women together, but it was not feasible um, on many different levels while I was in college. And when I graduated, came home, got situated, I said, you know what? I'm gonna just go for it because if I keep putting it off, it's not gonna ever happen. So in 2015, I launched the Power Moves Networking Brunch. It was very intimate, uh, very successful. It was great hearing the feedback from many different women. The one thing over the years that really stuck with me was I wish there were like a, an extension to it because they were like, you know, it's an amazing event. Um, we definitely went home with some gems, but what about after? And that was a question that I kept asking myself too. What about after? What can I provide to women once they leave? Because I don't want it to just be, oh, you paid, you came, you received this information. Um, how can I help women actually implement it? And so that's where my queen circle came from. I launched it December 29, 2017. And I told myself, I will utilize that platform to really get women connected on a more intimate level um, through different events, but it, some may be large scale, some may be small scale, but um, I wanted to definitely bring women into an intimate atmosphere where they're comfortable with being themselves and comfortable with allowing themselves to grow both personally and professionally. So that's where my queen circle came from. Awesome, awesome. And so how would you define My Queen Circle? I typically define My Queen Circle as a socialite organization, uh, which hosts events that really allow women to hone in on different aspects of themselves. Uh, a big thing is personally because everyone, every woman that I've come across, um, they either work corporate or they're an entrepreneur. Um, but a big thing that I know with women, we deal with so many personal aspects every day. Mm -hmm. And so we have a hard time sticking with our goals, sticking with our businesses. Um, even with corporate America, we have a hard time sticking with certain companies that we may be interested in, um, actually going for those opportunities that we want because of our personal obstacles, um, as I would refer to them. Um, so that's like a really big thing for me. I absolutely agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, because I know I've, you know, had some struggles myself, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So just really, I, I think recently what I had to do was, personally as a makeup artist, um, I had a certain style of makeup that I liked. And I think I wasn't confident in my style and myself enough to just stick with that. Mm -hmm. because I was looking at everything I saw around me so I felt like I had to do what's trendy what yeah. you see on social media what you see on YouTube right mm -hmm. so I started kind of tailoring my skills towards that and then I got away from my true passion my true style myself so when I really looked at it I wasn't being true to me. Mm -hmm. And that's a big thing. Mm -hmm. um, even it kind of takes us, takes me back to the designer aspect of me. Um, I became very, very discouraged. That was the big thing as to why I put that on the back end of my goal sheet. Because 
I was so busy trying to follow the trends and following what people liked. And um, when it came to designing concepts, I wasn't true to myself. I consider myself to be a couture designer. I love being extra. I'm completely 100% extra. <laughs> and everyone who knows me knows that. Um, so when it comes to apparel, dress wear, I'm, I love to be over the top. Uh, I just, I designed my cousin's prom dress this past May, pregnant and all, (laughs) and she loved it, and everybody was just like, oh my gosh, like, I wish you would just go for it, and I'm like, trust me, I'm going to get back into it, but I had to recognize what stopped me in the process, like, I became discouraged, I realized I was following what everybody else was doing, and I wasn't being true to myself, so that's a big thing for women. That really is. Well, I think it's a great thing you're doing with my uh, Queen Circle, and I really can appreciate tackling the personal parts because if we can't tackle, you know, our personal things that are going on, mm-hmm. then it's going to be really hard for us to even operate professionally, exactly. and it's going to affect every area of our life. So, yeah, so I could really appreciate that. I think it's an awesome thing that you're doing. Thank you. With the, with my Queen Circle. So, um, what do you have coming up in the pipeline? Like, what's going on right now? I currently have um, an event coming up called Chic Com Talk. So, pretty much this seminar, I'm setting it up as a seminar uh, because I wanted to be really focused on communication etiquette within the business and corporate world for women. Um, a big thing is... Women are really taking lead, taking charge in the entrepreneurial world. And that's amazing. I love it. I get excited every time I see it. You know, I'm cheering everybody on. But the one thing I notice is that when it comes to communication styles, they are running their businesses in the ground before it starts. And that's a big thing that I want to help avoid. So we'll be talking about um, professional introduction, which is something that really needs to be honed in on. Um, working with your client from hell, excuse my language, <laughs> um, but it is prevalent because you have you will have clients who will be difficult. You will have clients who will not agree with your standards, your processes. But you still have to maintain a level of professionalism. You still got to be professional. Always. And you have to know how to maneuver through the situations. Um, And the third one, the third topic we'll be focusing on is letting emotions go. Uh, As women, we're very emotional human beings. And that's amazing. We're able to uh, empathize with other people. Perfect. However, when it comes to communication and business, you have to learn how to separate the emotion from the situation. Because if you let your emotion get the best of you, you're going to lose that client, potential clients, and it can keep going. And then you'll get to a point where you're wondering what happened to my business. You know. Right, right. So the first one was introduction right yes so i want you to kind of elaborate on these a little bit so let's go over introduction okay so when it comes to professional introduction (laughs) and this has been a trying thing for me within recent months 
Um, it's very, very important to introduce yourself. It's not great to assume that a person knows you. You may have a large following. However, you have new potential clientele every day. So it's best to introduce yourself, whether somebody's reaching out to you or you're reaching out to them. And some people need help developing that introduction. Um, I know for me, I was always big on introducing myself. However, I did notice that, okay, I have my form of introduction, but how can I really leave that lasting impression? You know, how can I really let a person know who I am before discarding that email or throwing that letter away? You know, you want to make sure that your introduction is in line with really uh, connecting with people. So uh, we will be honing in on that. So is that like a part of email etiquette? Because I think I heard somebody who was teaching email etiquette. Yes. And I was like, wow, that's a class. You know, I just happened yeah. to see it on social media, you know. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's a class, huh? Email etiquette. Oh, no, that's true. Um, <laughs> that's a big thing. I, uh, I would say within the last year, I reached out to a couple of venues. And it was kind of like a general inquiry. They didn't have any specific emails for any particular person. And when I reached out, I introduced myself, you know, who I was, the business and organization I'm representing, you know, what I'm seeking, what we're looking to do, things of that sort. And when they responded, it was it wasn't a hello. Um, it wasn't my name is or I'm the title. You know, it was kind of like, OK, who am I speaking to? Because they sent all this information. And even the verbiage with the information, it was kind of like, okay, I'm not sure what this is. I don't know if this is spam. You know, it was kind of a little different. Yeah, it was really off. But you know what? I think email etiquette is needed. And um, because I get a lot of people contacting me because they want to get involved with the events. Mm -hmm. And I've several times had to email them back, okay, what is your name and what do you do? Mm-hmm. You know, they yeah. didn't even so so you th- those two things that you mentioned, they didn't introduce themselves. Mm-hmm. They were just like, "Hey, I want to know about your event that you have coming up. Who are you?" Exactly. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> weird, it's weird, but I've had it happen a lot. Yeah, where I've had to actually email them back to find out who they were, if they had a website. You know, how do I know if you're a real business or you have something to offer or we, we're even compatible in doing business together? You're just exactly. kind of sending me just this email. I don't know you mm-hmm. and you want to get involved in my event in some type of way, but you're not even telling me who you are. Exactly. So that was so it's that's interesting. And then it's rude anyway not to tell me anything. You just you just, hey, I want to know this, this and this. Mm-hmm. But I don't it, it wasn't even like even a signature at the end of the email, you know. Oh, yeah. So it's not even a signature at the end. And it'll say sent from the iPhone or something. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, okay. <laughs> so that's all I get. So that's etiquette right there. So I think that's rude. And then you're not introducing yourself. You're not using proper email etiquette. So, so there is a need for the etiquette part. Oh, and yeah. so, um, and then what was the second one? It was like the tough client or the yeah. heart. The, the client from hell. The client from Pretty much, man. So everybody has them. Yes. If you have not had one, always coming. Yes. Okay. Um, I've had plenty in the corporate world as well as in the entrepreneurial world. Um, I've like I said, I've done some runway events. Even my models were difficult. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like, you're my model. 
you are supposed to be modeling what I have, what I want, you know, and they're still making demands. So, (laughs) oh, yeah, this is a a big thing. And so when it comes to managing those type of clients, it's important to understand that you cannot come down to their level Mm -hmm. because, number one, you don't know their personality. Number two, um, you don't really understand what may be causing them to react a certain way or even if it's unrealistic, it's okay to let them know, you know, while I'm unable to accommodate your request, you know, the, these are your options. And it's okay to walk away from a client. Some people feel that is their client. They have to stick to it. No, they have to. money is a good money. You can fire your yeah. client. It was, um, I had a, a situation I want to share with you recently because I was surprised I had to fire this client because it was like a friend client, right? Mm-hmm. But what happened was, because it was a friend client, I didn't operate 100% like I would do with regular clients. Yeah. Like within business, which means I didn't require like certain things that I usually require from my clients because I, this person knew me, so I thought there was a mutual respect there. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't because I was disrespected and my time was wasted and I was very offended. So I decided I wasn't gonna deal with this person as a client. Like I'm, I don't have to be mean to the person. I don't have to be disrespectful, but you're not a client. You don't really see the value in my services and my time mm-hmm. and you know, all this last minute rescheduling stuff and just like, oh, and it just seems like it was done because it's oh it's it's brandy so right. you know mm-hmm. we'll schedule her when we get to it we'll do this but i had time scheduled for this you know appointment right. and you wasted my time now so i actually fired that client and okay. i told her i wasn't going to be available to service her and i gave her some recommendations for some people who could so you have to be okay with that because that was an uncomfortable situation but it like you already you know canceled the two appointments you wasted my time mm-hmm. and I should have just you know had you sign a contract and do deposits and all this stuff but I was just trying to be like okay we're friends right but you know yeah but now I have to treat you like everybody else and now after that I don't feel comfortable because I feel like you don't respect my business and you're not taking it seriously mm-hmm. so I have to fire you as a client and and that people have to understand that some people are so money hungry that they will just take any and everybody deal with any and everything and take all mm-hmm. the stress on. And that's the, you know, advantage of being an entrepreneur. Yeah. You know, you don't have to work something like so Because if you work, say if you work for a company and they have a difficult client, well, you're working for that company. So you can't necessarily fire the client if your company doesn't, right? Exactly. You got to deal with everything that that client brings. But if you're the business owner... You can definitely, you know, fire the client. and there's, oh, yeah. But just be professional about it. Mm-hmm. Because it's your name, you want to always be professional. Yeah. You want to always hold standards. And you never want to allow people to bring you to their level. Exactly. So, like, if somebody's angry or difficult, I really try my best not to operate out of anger. Because I typically don't operate out of anger. So, just because you're having a bad day and you want to take it out on me, I'm going to let you have that bad day by yourself. Exactly. I'm not going to let you change the way I operate in business or the way I do things because of your attitude and the way you want to handle things. Right. So I think that is very something that a lot of people, especially like when you're dealing with people, 
You gotta you gotta know how to put out fires. You gotta oh, know yeah. how. To, you can't <laughs> oh be yeah. Like a hothead, like girl, well, you know, and you, yeah. I'm a clap back. You know, you can't always clap back. Yeah. Come on, ask. <laughs> and in this world of social media, you will destroy yourself. I've seen it. I've yeah. seen it in so many different groups on timelines. Oh, on Instagram, and you know, some some business owners feel as if oh, let me get other people's insight or let me show other people this. Number one, I feel as if many of your interactions are confidential. Mm -hmm. You know, when it comes to interacting with clientele, you don't need to put all this information on social media. You don't need to show text message threads, emails. Oh, you that's know. very distasteful. Oh, very. I've seen it too. Oh, yeah. It's, it's horrible. And it's becoming so prevalent because everybody wants to prove a point. But at the end of the day, number one, you show that you're unprofessional because you're just putting this information out there about your client. You know, um, some people, they actually mention their clients. Some don't regardless that's it shouldn't even be there but then you turn around and show how distasteful you are as a business owner because you show how you're responding and you feel as if oh this person made you feel this certain way so it's okay for me to respond to them that way no yeah. not at all <laughs> and not at all you know that's a big thing i want women to hone in on you know seriously like you have social media you your business can go down the drain just like that. Mm -hmm. This is way different than years before. So you really want to be cautious, especially when managing difficult clients. Yeah. Because, you know, I also, I would never, because I'm a business owner and I have clients, I'm very careful about what I say. Mm -hmm. um, I'm very, I, I, I never like to put negativity out anyway. So I don't want to put, like, especially on my social media, I try to put stuff that uplifts people. I try not to put negativity out there and so but there's no need for me to even because if that brought negative energy to me and I felt a certain way about it mm -hmm. then posting it is just posting negativity and I never want to put that energy out and it's unprofessional for me to share my client information yeah. or even to you know like I told you that situation but I did I was it's a situation it could have been anybody Exactly. But I would never post, you know, about, you know, how she made me feel and what she did and how she canceled it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I would never post that on social media or uh, use it in such a way to tear somebody down. Because I still have respect for the person. I just, you know, it was. I just learned the lesson exactly. that you're just not my client. You know, exactly. I, I learned the lesson that you're not my client. So, yeah, definitely that is needed, too. Because yeah. I've seen threads. Like, I'm in groups where I've seen threads. Like, for instance, I can tell you something funny. <laughs> oh, my God. So, I used to do lash extensions. And I was in, like, this lash extension group. Okay. They would literally take pictures of clients and say stuff. You know, show, like, how the clients wasn't cleaning their lashes. And didn't take care of them. And, you know, mm -hmm. um, how glued together and nasty their lashes look. And to be dogging a client out. Or they would leave... Like, they will argue with a client over text and put the text thread in. And I just, I'm not doing all that. Oh, yeah. It was, um, I was in a business group. And somehow, somewhere, I think, because I had multiple Facebook pages, uh, they blocked my page. I don't know. But I actually reached out to the administrator, and it was like, yeah, it could have been that. And I said, okay, whatever. But I realized it was a blessing in disguise because I 
was learning some valuable information from business owners within the business group. However, it became so catty. Mm -hmm. It became so unprofessional. It became an area for women to demean other businesses and things of that sort. And I'm like, this is not what I came here for. I actually started, um, I actually stopped, not started, I actually stopped going to the group as often as I used to because it wasn't valuable information anymore. It was kind of like, did you see this? Did you see that? Mm -hmm. I can't believe this happened. And I'm just like, no, you know, if you're going to bring something to light, actually educate a person about it. You know, if you, you, you know, if you come across a situation where a person is down talking the next person, you know, reach out to them, let them know, Hey, you know, I see what you did. Um, just wanted to hope you don't mind, but just wanted to, you know, let you know that, you know, this might not come off in a positive light for a potential client. And I know you in a business I know you're trying to really get off the ground. So you might not want to do that. And, you know, little do women know or realize women appreciate that feedback, you know. Yeah. <laughs> not everybody wants drama. Exactly. And I think, you know, I'm I'm excited about this event that you have coming up to really share some of those etiquette tools needed in business. So we need to know how to introduce ourselves. Yes. And we need to know how to handle the client from hell professionally. Yes. And then we also talk about, you know, some social media etiquette and email oh. etiquette. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was a third, <laughs> but it was a third one that you had. What was yes. that last one you had? Letting emotions go. Emotions. So that's what it, that's all, all it is, is, is emotions. Oh, yeah. Were you sharing a thread, going off on the client, doing all that? That's all allowing, allowing your emotions to lead you. Mm-hmm. And that's a big thing. Um, you know, as I mentioned um, on social media before, but I'll mention it here. Um, I, I've helped a number of women with developing verbiage, creating a verbiage that they can use kind of across the board and adjust it per the situation. Um, I had a friend who reached out to me not too long ago, um, and she was she had a difficult client, you know, and it was kind of like a friend situation. So she gave them a drastic discount um, on their photography services, and the client was hours late. She wasn't prepared. Um, no, those are the worst ones. Oh yeah, the ones you don't charge enough. <laughs> Those are the you know oh, yeah, I mean? because they feel as if, oh, she's adjusted that for me. She will accommodate me in every way possible. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've been there and it was, you know, interesting. I tell people all the time, you know, I, I even got to the point where, yes, you're my friend. But if you're coming to me for services, now that's the business client relationship right there. And I had to learn how to separate the two. Mm -hmm. And it's like I've been able to manage that so much more and when it came to her situation you know she was like i really need help responding to this this request and the request was absurd i'm not even gonna lie <laughs> um but i gave her some verbiage and she was just like that's not enough that's not enough and i'm like what are you talking about and it was her emotions she was upset she was frustrated she felt you know i've done all this for you for a friend you should be, you know, that much of a friend to respond differently, to treat me as a person, you know, as a person with respect. And I agree. 
However, that's not everybody, you know, and when it comes to your business and friendships, you have to learn how to separate those emotions from your business because if not, that will not end well. Right. And sometimes don't respond right away. Mm -hmm. Respond the next day. Or a couple hours later or something. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. That way you've slept on it. You've gave yourself time to kind of like calm down and to really process what having to think about it. And that'll give you a better, you know, that'll help you give you a better perspective on how to approach this person mm -hmm. and how to follow up with whatever was said. Because I noticed like I've, I've literally, do you remember a few years ago when they used to do the ones where do you be texting the person back and they you start texting what you want to say, but then you text yeah, delete it. Thing, you delete <laughs> it. I've had to delete stuff. Like I've delete I've I've wrote out extremely long emails because I was pissed. And I was mm -hmm. like, okay, th this ain't good. Let me just not send this email right now. Oh yeah. I'll reply back tomorrow. And then I was very short, just short, short straight to the point. You know, and yeah. and I I really can appreciate it. I did it that way instead of just going all off on a tangent like, da, 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 da. Exactly. you know, and that's just another clapback that I didn't need to do professionally. But at the time, I was in my emotions. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so your emotions and you feel it a certain kind of way. You like what? You know, you about to type this out? So yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was, you know, it was crazy because my first experience, my first personal experience with a situation like that was back in 2015 when I decided to finally launch the power moves networking brunch and it was crazy it was like you know i woke up from a nap i checked my emails and i read this email and it was just it was horrible like <laughs> i don't know if it was just the etiquette or the information that they had put in the email that frustrated me the most and i sat there in the chair and I guess my face showed everything because my boyfriend, his sister, they were both sitting there and they were looking at me like, what's wrong? And I'm like, you know, I just got this email and, you know, in the comfort of my home, I showed, you know, his sister and we're, you know, I really help her a lot with her business. So I wanted her to see it to really understand like what you're about to get. Cause she was really like, I'm about to get in the business. I said, okay, let me show you. Mm -hmm. And she said, are you gonna respond? I was like, not right now. Not right now because I'm upset. Mm -hmm. You know, um, a lot of things were taken out of context. Um, a lot of information was misconstrued. And it was crazy because a lot of this information, I never even stated, but I was being accused of something I never even mentioned. Um, and I gave it a moment. I stopped. I said, you know what? No, I'm going to walk away. I went and got me a bowl of grapes. <laughs> I went and watched TV. And I had to calm down and actually understand not only what they were saying, but why I was feeling that way. Mm -hmm. And once I really understood it, okay, let me take my emotions out and put my professional hat on. And ironically, when I sent the, the last email, just informing them that, you know, I apologize for any confusion that uh, may have been caused you know at this time I can't accommodate your request um, kept it sure and simple like you said you know you had to kind of give yourself a pause mm -hmm. I did that a year later was it a year yes it was a year later um, I did an interview with the same person oh, wow and the crazy part is 
they didn't remember me because of my response they more so remember me because of my professionalism and it was at at first they're like you seem so familiar i recognize you from somewhere i know you're from somewhere and i'm sitting there like yeah yeah you do (laughs) you know um but just to know that a year later we were able to still be in the same room and then you're telling me how much you love me as a person that makes me feel like okay i went about this the appropriate way okay and I feel like that's how women need to approach different situations like that you know because you never know how you're gonna come you know come in contact with them in the future you never know what's in the future yeah that's absolutely true and you never know you know what by it might be a situation where you might need that person they might need you yeah. it might be something you know what i mean exactly or you might have to work with that person or something you just never know like what the future holds so you don't want to burn any bridges unnecessarily mm-hmm. um so just always remain professional even if the person is not so-called professional with you never allow yourself to come to their level like don't you know never stoop down to their level if they're being unprofessional you always remain professional exactly. and you have and, and i know it's hard so you can't operate out of your emotions and that's why that is great advice take a step back mm-hmm. breathe oh yeah <laughs> you know and like you said i like what you said like how you evaluated how you were feeling and why you were feeling that way mm-hmm. that's, that's a smart a, thing to do that's a big thing because as women we're we're quick to be emotional but a lot of times we don't understand why we're being emotional (laughs) Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna lie i've had moments where i'm just like oh my gosh i don't know why i'm feeling like this and when i sit there and think about it oh i may be pmsing (laughs) (laughs) oh i may be a little stressed out oh you know oh i may have this big project coming up and i'm anxious and i didn't even realize it right you know so it's many different reasons especially when new information is being introduced being thrown at you Mm -hmm. you gotta take a step back and realize exactly why you're feeling this way what is it about what they said you know that made you feel a certain way you know what yes i felt it was disrespectful However, they could have went about it a different way. Mm-hmm. So, are you going to go about it the wrong way as well? That's not going to get anybody Two anywhere. Do not make a right. Thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> right? You know that's a big thing. I mean, I know that's the old saying, but it's the truth. It is. So if if you you pop it off at me, I pop it off at neither one of us are. You know exactly. It's like we're not getting anywhere. We're exactly. about to hit old a wall <laughs> and then you're gonna be mad that you hit the wall i'm gonna be mad that i hit the wall and then right. what's the point you know right so that is awesome so tell us the name of that event again that's the sheet calm talk sheet calm talk yes. oh yeah so yes. that i'm excited so how can they find out information about sheet calm talk they can find out information by going to sheet calm talk dot eventbrite dot com uh it is spelled <laughs> c-h-i-c C O M M T A L K dot eventbrite.com. Um, and literally, we have all the information up there. Um, you can purchase tickets, they are currently $30. Um, it also it includes your SheetCom Talk workbook, which I am currently in the process of developing, and I'm falling in love with it every step of the way because these gems are about to be amazing. Um, and I really want women to implement this information into their business, into their personal life, you know, because it can't apply there. Mm-hmm. Even if you're in corporate America, that's a big thing. I've been in corporate America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've had to, 
de-escalate some situations. I've had to rebuild relationships that I didn't necessarily damage. Um, but it's a big thing for women to know. So um, then that also includes uh, light refreshments, a tote bag, and also have a special surprise. Um, women who attend this Sheet Calm Talk workshop, they get a special 50% off discount towards the next one. Awesome. So, and that that will be included um, in their material that they receive upon arrival. Things like that. So, so that's great. I'm definitely going to be in the house. Yes. I think this conversation is needed, um, especially even in my the beauty community, girl. Oh yeah. <laughs> Not even just I know all communities. Everybody can benefit from this information, mm-hmm. you know, across the board. But I've seen a lot of unprofessionalism in the beauty community alone that. I know it's definitely needed. And I would love to see beauty professionals, you know, at this event because although I'm not hands-on with beauty, my sister is a lead educator at a beauty school, a top beauty school. Mm -hmm. And I've come across so many different things and it's like, oh my gosh, like, I wish those in the beauty community could understand just how important communication is because that's literally where your relationship starts with your clientele Mm -hmm. you know i've reached out to some people um i've decided not to reach out to some people based on their etiquette um, based on their communication style and it's kind of like you know you don't know how damaging it can be to your business you want to get off the ground you want to be the bomb hairstylist you want to be the a1 makeup artist that everyone goes to Mm -hmm. well let's work on communication first (laughs) Communication is needed. I want to talk to you some more to figure out how we can partner together. Um, oh, yeah. I, I can't wait to see the workbook. And I think, you know, this is something that is needed across the board, but especially in, in the beauty community. And I'm not dogging the beauty community at all. We really want to help. Like, yes, I, I think people people do perish for the lack of knowledge. People just don't know better. So if we know better, we'll yep. do better. We'll do yes, that's so true. You know, so that's why I think more conversations like this need to be had. So that is great, Brittany. You're doing some great things. I'm excited about your event. Thank you. And, um, and everything. And so... So I know you're working on that. And so do you have anything else coming up with a Queen Circle that you want to share? Uh, I am working on a, the, it's called the Woman Series. So it's a three-part series. I saw that. Yes. yes. Uh, I have not completely finalized details yet, but each series, each, um, each event, it will be one hosted in October of this year, December of this year, and then March of next year. So, wow. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm getting back into the groove of things, but I really want um the purpose of my queen circle to stand out and really touch a lot more women. You know, that's like a big thing for me. I'm always trying to help, trying to help. That's just kinda in my DNA. Me too. You know, that's the reason why I do uh, what I do, I really want to help. I want to empower yes. women, especially, and it's men too, but I definitely, you know, want to empower start with us because okay. I feel like women really need it. We really, really need to oh, be yeah. empowered because so many times we're not, we're not asking for the amount of money we need to be paid. Mm-hmm. We're not going after what we should be going after. 
and um, women have so many different things coming against them. I mean, it wasn't up until so many years ago where women can even vote. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. And women are still making less money than men in America. Oh, yeah. So that's why women, I'm very, I'm a woman, so I'm very passionate about empowering women and helping women. And if we get our etiquette together and we get our professionalism together, then we can grow and expand our businesses. Definitely. So definitely. <laughs> so I always like, so I like to ask these questions. I'm going to ask you some of my questions. So I want to know, what's the best business advice you've ever received? The best business advice that I've ever received was, hmm, be genuine about who you are. Um, and I received this advice because when I speak about losing myself during the time I was designing, a couple of other people picked up on it. And it was like, that's not you. I said, you know, I know, but, you know, this is what's popping. This is what's going on. You know, I'm trying to kind of stay with the trend. It was like, number one, you're not a person to stay with the trend. You are meant to stand out. It's like, who just does random stuff and just makes it stand out? It's you. You're the person to do that. So just stick to yourself. Be genuine about who you are. Everything else will follow. Because at the end of the day, you have a lot of trends. And it's like over the years I've seen it. You have a lot of trends and then trends die down. Mm -hmm. So then what happens to you? You die down. <laughs> do you want to die down? No. no. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that. So how do you define success? <sighs> hmm, that is a good question. <laughs> when it comes to success, you know, I like to define it as over being able to overcome your obstacles and keep going. Um, most people assume that success is like the end result. Um, some people assume that it's a monetary amount. It's not always. Because when I tell you, I hosted a number of events. And it was one event, I think I barely broke even. And I didn't care about breaking even. I didn't, honestly, I wasn't even paying attention to numbers until after the fact. Mm -hmm. But... After the event, the feedback that I received was phenomenal. You know, women, I've seen, I've literally seen businesses launch, and some are still in business to this day. Oh, and they still reach back to me like, hey, when are you doing this? When are you doing that? You know, hey, let's, let's, take, it, let's take the Power Moves Network and brush to a different city or a different state. I'm like, I'm all for it. You know, I just got to be sure I can handle that. Right. You know, because it's a lot of pressure. Oh, yeah, because I'm looking into it, too, and it's a lot. Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> you, you know, you don't know. Like, you you here, so you know Detroit, but it's like you go to New York, you don't know. Or you exactly. go to Atlanta, you don't know. You know, it's different because yeah. that's not your home. Exactly. So it's a little different, and you're not as known there, and you have to, you know. Mm, yeah. You got to kind of build it up, you mm -hmm. know. Um, but once you, that like that feeling oh my gosh, I completed this event. I made people feel amazing. You know, they left. They didn't just leave feeling like they wasted money. They left with a goal, with a mission, and they're actually going for it. That's what success means for me. You know, the fact that I left an impact. You know, the fact that those who were on board with me left an impact for them. You know, I, I hate to... Somebody asked a question recently on social media, um, and it was an article I read, too. 
and they were saying like what are some things that you look for when wanting to attend an event and that question has stuck with me from the beginning because I don't want you to pay 30 40 50 60 you know maybe even 80 dollars you know at one point I had ticket sales at 80 dollars for an event it was worth the value you know it was actually valued more you know but they didn't come feeling like oh I wasted all this money mm-hmm. you know they came feeling like oh my gosh you know I felt it was an investment because not only did I meet other people who were on the same track as me people I could learn from but I actually left the event ready to go after while as beforehand I was hesitant or I was like you know what maybe I shouldn't be doing this you know but just the fact that women had that confidence after the fact like oh I'm going for it that's what I want you to leave with and it just made me feel that much more successful in the end Awesome. Then when I went over the numbers, I was like, okay, we can scale that up a little. But, you know, I'm not. You know, some advice I received when I started doing events mm-hmm. was don't do it for the money. Don't worry about the money. It'll come. Worry about the people and the impact. Exactly. And so that's what I haven't really been worried. Like, I'm not making. If 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 I wanted to make a whole lot of money, I wouldn't be doing events. <laughs> oh, yeah. In the beginning, it's hard until you get, you know, your name out there and really get some big sponsors. It's really hard. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so it's not. So, it's all about the purpose. And you you weren't concerned about the numbers because you were excited about the impact that you made. Yep. And eventually, the numbers will come. So, they I love come. that. I love that. So, I, I'm a bookie. I I really don't have time um, to, not, not that I don't have time, but I really won't always complete a book just sitting there reading it. Mm-hmm. So, I'm an audible girl. So, I love to listen to the book. I'll finish more books. <laughs> driving, cleaning. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I'll finish more books that way than I'll ever finish um, reading them. So, that's just the way I consume most of my books. But I still like to read some, you know, empower empowering things every day right. so uh, either if you're reading a book now share the book you're reading now or tell me like what's your favorite book so this is like a amazing question by the way because <laughs> earlier this year um, I joined in on a group me group and when I tell you these women are phenomenal you know they're full of different skills um, they're they're just amazing on so many different levels. But we were in there talking about a book, talking about different books to read. And one of the ladies reached out to me. And this was right after I was released from my contract with uh, my previous employer. And I was so down, so devastated because I was so confused as to why Things were happening that way. But the crazy part is I knew the company itself was dwindling down. Um, they had a large uh, le- large amount of layoffs, so I knew something was coming to the contractors. But I was just so down. It came at a moment where it was least expected. And I was messaging the group chat, and one of the ladies reached out to me. She And we were on the phone talking. She told me about a book called Never Eat Alone. She actually gifted me this book, and she wants me to gift it to somebody else once I'm done. It was amazing. I cannot remember the author off the top of my head, but if you go look for it, it's called Never Eat Alone. It's an orange cover, um, and I 
Chief on Amazon, so I know it's out there. It's on okay. Amazon. So I'm gonna look, hopefully they got no Audible, but I'm going to look for it. Oh, I think they do have no Audible. Okay, never eat alone. I'm always looking for new stuff, so great. And it, it caught my attention because it was all about the purpose of networking. And when I tell you people go about networking so wrong, even me, I've done it, mm-hmm. you know, but I knew that I was doing something wrong because I didn't want to just network just to say, hey, I know this person. I want to network with a purpose. You know, I want to network, you know, how can I actually get to know this person on a personal level, you know, without them feeling like, oh, I just want something from them. You know, that was a big thing. But when I was reading the book, a big thing that stood out to me was when you network, people realize they have something to offer that you want. So you network they have no problem giving it to you, you know, and a lot of people feel that they have to be, um, they have to put up this facade of themselves. No, be yourself. And if you want something, ask for it. Because the big thing when it comes to networking, a lot of people understand you want something that they have and they're willing to give it to you. Be open to it. Be open to opportunities and things and actually go out networking with a purpose. Don't just go Oh, I'm going to pass out business cards. It's a great asset. You know, people still use business cards. However, you know, communicate with people. Follow up with people. Stay connected. If they say, hey, let's go out golfing. You don't know how to golf? You better figure it out. Because a lot of businesses connected on the golf course. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of people, even going out to eat, you never know who you're coming across. You know, my boyfriend. I'm, I'm a, I, I consider myself... Um, an ambivert so I'm kind of like an introvert and an extrovert <laughs> you okay. know it depends on the, the I guess the atmosphere uh-huh. I feel you. Um, and it was like you know I'm bubbly at times like I'm very outgoing very outspoken but there are some times where I kind of draw back and I'm just observing mm-hmm. whereas my boyfriend he can literally go anywhere <laughs> and somebody knows him you know and if somebody doesn't know him by the end of the night, he'll like he'll know quite a few people, and it'll be on levels like, oh, you know, he met a person doing lift, and they were working on developing a um, a dispensary, but it was it had a whole different purpose, and somehow he got included in on that, and I'm just like, you know, people don't normally discuss this type of information <laughs> with people they don't know, but you know. He communicates and he connects with people with the purpose of actually networking. Like, you know, I want to know more about you. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, that's a nice idea. How can I get involved? Right. People don't mind that. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, come on. I want you to get involved. I want more people to be on board with what I'm doing. So don't be afraid of networking. So that's like my favorite book. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm definitely going to check that one out. So one more thing, the last thing I want to ask you is, what's your favorite business tool? You know, honestly, I'm not sure. I'm not, well, my favorite business tool. I think it could be software, like a software tool, anything that, you know, helps you to operate in your business. Okay. <laughs> so I, I would say this is probably my favorite thing. Um, most graphic designers won't agree with it. 
because they're like, oh, that's for like, you know, people who are trying to be graphic designers and they know they're not. I know I'm not a graphic designer. That's probably why I love it. I know it. what you're going to say. Yes. Canva, right? Yes. <laughs> hey, I love Canva. I will never hate on Canva. I know people who have created uh, books in Canva. Yeah. And, like, even just posting on your social media and putting things together, Canva is oh, your yeah. friend. Girl, don't be ashamed of Canva. I when Canva. I tell you I love Canva, and it's so crazy because I went to school for media arts with the focus on TV, cinema, and radio. That was my concentration. So in school, I was, like, we had to learn Photoshop. I know Photoshop. Photoshop, for me to make a a quick Instagram flyer Photoshop, it's not going to be quick. Oh, no. I can do it in a couple minutes. They already got the template. Pop the pictures in and put the words, I'm done. Post. I don't have time to sit up there and be doing no fancy, you know, Photoshop controls yeah. and remember it. sometimes i will forget the strokes and what you got to do and oh yeah you know, you know it, it, I mean? but it's crazy you know it was photoshop illustrator um after effects mm-hmm. um then i was editing film too so it was final cut pro um right it was so those tools have its place if you're mm-hmm. a photographer you definitely don't want to use Canva and stuff like that to edit your pictures but you definitely have to use Photoshop and all of those Mm -hmm. but what we're saying is for a business tool and if you want to keep up on posting on social media and if you want to just do quick little graphics that pop something up to promote something Canva is your friend girl I love it I love it and it's like the, the more I get experience with it the more I'm able to work with it and people are always like you know how did how did you make that I'm like oh Canva they be like how did you do that and it's like <laughs> you know, I, know, I know somebody one of my friends really loved Canva but when I played around with it because I didn't know it I knew Photoshop and other stuff mm-hmm. Canva was a little learning curve but once I figured out uh, Canva's easy I just do it on my phone pop it up real quick it's good oh, to yeah. go yeah. so I love Canva so that's not a bad one at all yeah yeah so <laughs> awesome so Brittany thank you so much for joining us today can you tell me like how you can be reached how people can find you yeah so couple different things <laughs> Um, I am on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Brittany Powell, or you can look me up. I have curly hair with glasses. I'm, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> um, but you can also find me on Facebook um, at My Queen Circle. Uh, we are on social, we are, no, of course, we're on social media. We are on Instagram. My personal Instagram page is miss.brittanysheree.com. So it's M-S dot B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y-C-H-E-R-E. And, of course, we have My Queen Circle on Instagram. So that's how you can find me. Uh, I'm always open to communicate. If you ever need something, reach out to me. I'm very open. (laughs) Awesome. So this was really great, great conversation. Thank you so much, Brittany, for joining us and sharing. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Sharing some of your etiquette tools. I can't wait to your event. Yes. And make sure you reach out to Brittany on social media. And as always, stay great. This episode is sponsored by the Living Room Hair Lounge. The Living Room Hair Lounge specializes in custom color, trendy precision haircuts, hair extension services, and natural texture styling. Centrally located in the heart of downtown Ferndale at 22747 Woodward Avenue, Suite 204. 
Check out our work and follow us on Instagram at The Living Room Hair Lounge and on Facebook at The Living Room Hair Lounge. You can also book one of our talented hairstylists at vagaro.com forward slash The Living Room Hair Lounge or by calling 248-268-1632. We hope to see you soon at The Living Room Hair Lounge where your beauty and comfort is our top priority.